Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. I've been working from my guest bedroom, have been for months, so commute time and traffic really has not concerned me that much. Uh, if Ricky does get back connected, uh, we can find some time for her during the segment. That's a little uh, behind-the-scenes uh, instruction I'm giving there. All right, uh, welcome back to the program. Uh, just after 1 o'clock here uh, in this news day, last night, you know, there was a meeting of the Salt Lake Board of Education. And during that meeting, uh, there were some issues debated, as you well know. And there was one major decision made. And it is that the board has voted to move the start date uh, for uh, schools in the district to September 8th. And the vote to on how to reopen, what the plan will be for that reopening, has been delayed. Uh, here is board member Samuel Hansen reading the motion to start school after Labor Day. The motion is to move the beginning of school to the day after Labor Day, September 8th, Tuesday, September 8th, 2020, and to then reconvene the calendar committee to discuss the changes that we need to, need to be made uh, ensuing to that decision. So that is an interesting twist. But the big question still remains unanswered. Interim Superintendent Larry Madden participated and explained last night his first concern with schools. I know that um, when I was uh, an administrator in a school, and I know this from conversations with other administrators, the very first thing I thought about uh, in the morning was the safety of students. And I know that we're there to educate, but that was the first thing that I thought about and the safety of our staffs. And then, and then providing that high-quality education. Joining me to discuss all this is the president of the Salt Lake Education Association, James Tobler. Mr. Tobler, uh, welcome to the program. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Uh, can I ask you a question? How, how long have you occupied this position? Uh, I will be starting my third year. Okay. A- answer me this. Twelve months ago, what were the stresses of your job? very different than they are now. Um, You know, we've been pushing for smaller class sizes, um, more social workers. You know, we had a we had a walk for students last February 28th to get more funding for our schools because we really feel like we can't adequately serve our serve our students with the funding we have. So it's really kind of centered around getting funding for, you know, some of these issues like smaller class sizes and extra social workers and things like that. And what have those uh, what have those stresses or what have the stresses of your job <laughs> transformed into today? Now, twelve months later. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a totally different universe for me. Um, teachers are really concerned about about their health and their students' health and the kind of the health of our overall community. So I'm getting uh, tons of emails and phone calls, like, "What's going on? What are we doing? Um, how can we make sure?" You know, our school going back to school is safe when we when we decide to do that. So we're looking at what's been kind of going around around on around the country and looking at different scenarios and ideas. And hopefully we can figure out something that works. Have you have you 
been able to survey the teachers you represent? Do you have a, like an overall estimate of the attitude? What would most teachers like to do, do you know? Um, we haven't done an official survey uh, kind of per my uh, just getting emails and, and things like that. Uh, I think teachers really are concerned about returning to, you know, brick-and-mortar schooling uh, in the buildings with students if Salt Lake City is still in the orange phase, which is where we are now. And um, even then, uh, we have a lot of teachers who fall within that high-risk category, uh, cancer survivors or, you know, older teachers or people who have compromised immune systems. So there's there's a lot of concern moving forward and uh, still not really known, as far as I can tell, uh, the science behind transmitting the disease when it comes to children and teenagers. So uh, there's just a lot of unknowns. Your, your observations are, are similar to mine. I uh, have many friends who are educators, specifically in this district, and their feelings are very, very strong. In fact, I have heard some of them uh, discussing the possibility of if, if there is a, a full return to the classroom, uh, that there are attitudes held by teachers strong enough to uh, maybe not show up for work. Have, have you had conversations like that? I hate to use the word strike, but is that a word that has come up at all? I've definitely heard it from some people. Um, I, I don't think we would, you know, have a strike that, I mean, a, a refusal to work. Um, and, and I do not see our, our district, I think, is one of the better districts in the state. I, I feel like our superintendent, both prior and our current one, and that kind of complicates things. So we just have a switch in our superintendent. But I, I feel like they're coming up with proposals that, uh, Right now, it appears, and we're optimistic, that that the board will um, vote in favor of a proposal to not return to school while Salt Lake City is in the orange phase, at least for this first quarter, and then have a modified, staggered schedule once Salt Lake City is in the yellow phase. So I, I don't foresee that at all, but certainly we're something to happen where uh, we were mandated to return to schools and it was clearly unsafe, mm-hmm. uh, we would, you know, we would have that conversation and discussion and, uh, with our teachers and SLEA members about refusing to go back to brick-and-mortar schooling and just, uh, just doing online school. Was that your prediction that, uh, that the first quarter of school will be uh, fully remote learning? It, that remains to be seen, and and the board kind of looked like they were going to approve that last night, but didn't. So we'll see what happens at their next meeting on August fourth. But it seems to be, it seems to me, that's what kind of everything is is pointing towards with the CDC guidelines in Salt Lake City, uh, still in the orange phase, uh, cases, COVID cases continuing to kind of maintain or go up in, in, in Salt Lake City and in the, in the surrounding areas. It just makes sense to me. For, forgive my ignorance, but the first quarter would represent which date? That'd be the, this new voted-upon start date of September 8th through when? Yeah, and, and I don't know if they're going to modify the quarters, but that would end typically around October 20th. Okay. All right. Uh, how about this move to the 8th? What does that represent to you? You know, I think it's kind of a precursor to doing remote schooling. So the teachers would still, our first uh, contract day is August 18th. Mm -hmm. And I think the plan, you know, it it seems to me that, you know, we would start with students on after Labor Day. 
because they want to allow teachers the opportunity to go to schools, get prepared, um, get our online classes set up, and then allow either individual students or small groups of students to come to school so we can at least get that face-to-face connection, talk about the plan for the school year before implementation after, uh, after Labor Day. So that kind of seems to me like uh, you know, a pretty good step towards remote schooling for that first quarter, just the district wanting to make sure that teachers have that face-to-face interaction with students. Understood. James Tobler, president of the Salt Lake Education Association. Mr. Tobler, thank you for your time and your expertise and your insight on this issue, all right? Thank you. Have a good day. All right, you do the same. We're going to take a quick break here, and when we return, I'm very excited for this topic. You know, as I mentioned earlier, I'm a sucker for history. I love things that happened in the past uh, that we can look to and learn from and maybe even enjoy uh, today. What am I talking about? (laughs) Oddly enough, I'm talking about some seeds that went to the moon and back and are are now trees growing around this country. No, I, I, I swear, it's a fascinating story. It goes to the moon and back and lands right here in Utah. Details on that coming up ahead on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.